Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. We're going to talk about hospital capacity. We're going to focus uh, on medical issues. Right now, uh, I want to talk to you about a bit of what has been shared with us from some of the medical experts around the state of Utah, specifically uh, the chief medical executives from various hospital systems here in Utah. You remember that big press conference they hosted on Friday where they revealed uh, that it is the will of most of the leaders of Utah hospitals that Governor Gary Herbert, in fact, mandate the wearing of masks. Well, uh, the governor has not yet succumbed to those uh, pressures, and it is, at least in my estimation, unlikely that he will. But uh, there is a good deal of uh, science and circumstance presented by these doctors. We're going to get into that in just a moment. And in the final segment, we'll speak again uh, to a good friend of mine, Dr. Stephen Mobley, uh, MobleyMD.com. I want to talk to you uh, finally about this notion of excess mortality. And it is very basically, and I'll leave it to the good doctor to explain to us exactly what it means. But my understanding uh, and the way I've uh, come to understand it is that each year or each week or each month, any stretch of time, there is a, a predicted number of deaths. So a region will look back historically and see, uh, you know, what the, the normal death rate was for any stretch of time. Then they will look to the future and make uh, estimates as to what is expected to be the death rate of that period of time. And then that estimation will be compared to reality. And sometimes there are instances of, uh, say, heat waves uh, or natural disasters or uh, exceptionally dangerous flu seasons where there will be an actual number of deaths greater than the expected death. That is excess mortality. You would think, you would think that this coronavirus would be responsible for a great deal of excess mortality. And in fact, it is in many places. In New York City, in fact, it's quite literally, in some weeks, off the charts. In some nations, it's incredibly high. The number of actual deaths far exceeded those expected. Here in Utah, though, it's a different story. Here in Utah, we have been able to, for whatever reason, remain under the expected number of deaths for any given stretch of time. And we'll get into the details as to why that's the case uh, and how we can continue that trend, even as we see uh, the uptick of positive cases uh, as each day goes by. So that's going to wrap up the program today. Right now, though, we're talking about hospital capacity. On Friday, uh, as you heard during that press conference with doctors from Intermountain, Mountain Star, University of Utah Health, and Stewart Health, uh, Dr. Uh, Mark Breesacker, Chief Physician Executive with the Intermountain Healthcare, he discussed the growing number of cases and reaching hospital capacity. We are getting close to a capacity of patients that we've not seen or experienced before across our state and across our health systems. Uh, things that we normally really only prepare for when we have emergencies. And unlike those emergencies, like, like a bus accident or a train accident, where we can send patients to other hospitals, uh, we foresee a future where that ability to do so will be very much impaired. 
because each of us will be experiencing a growth in patients in our hospitals and especially in our intensive care units. We're deeply concerned about the trajectory of COVID-19 and the number of cases in our state. In that same press conference, it was revealed by, and forgive me, I forget which of the doctors, but I do remember the number, that should should ICU bed occupancy rates reach 80 to 85%, that we will be taxed to our limits. Right now, according to the coronavirus.utah.gov website, we uh, are at 66.8%, and that represents a decline. This morning, I checked the website, and we were at 70%, and we are now down uh, a few percentage points to 66.8. So now, while two days don't make a trend, why don't we turn it into a trend? And we heard earlier with Boyd Matheson a challenge as to how we can pull that off. (laughs) This morning, the conversation regarding capacity continued on Dave and Debbie's program, and I I want to... I want to replay some of the comments made specifically uh, by Dr. Eddie Stenium from uh, Intermountain Healthcare. He, the infectious disease physician, he explained as he spoke with Dave and Debbie, he explained that people want quality care. So full capacity caps at 85 percent. You understand that 85 uh, percent uh, uh, of ICU bed occupancy. Uh, he said that is the way to uh, to ensure that care will be available to everyone, specifically trauma patients. What you really want to look at is what is the ICU bed capacity at your major referral centers. And so those are your big centers that we send our sickest patients to. These are where you want to be cared for if you have severe COVID-19 and require a ventilator. Those large referral centers, those are running at a capacity right now of about 77 to 79%. And there's going to be a new metric on the DOMO website that's going to reflect that here in the coming days. Full capacity is really right around 80, 85%. You got to keep some beds open to be able to accommodate that severe trauma, that stroke, that heart attack. If we are running at 100% capacity, we don't have any beds, and a trauma patient comes in that requires maximum support, where are you going to put them? The doctor continued to explain that if ICUs fill, it will impact the type of care people receive. Full capacity really is between 80, 85%. And we're really bumping up against that. Once that happens, then we start changing the way we do practice on a day-to-day basis. And we're starting to open up ICU beds in places that there weren't traditionally ICU beds. And that's going to change the care. That's going to change the care. All right. That's going to change the care. Look at how care was changed in places like Italy. Yeah, they got up to, you know, 80, 85%. That was in the rearview mirror. They had maxed out capacity and then some, and people died in great number because of that. We're holding on okay here in Utah. We've had some scares over the past week or so, uh, but we can turn that around. Last comment made by uh, here, Dr. Stenium, where he explains that we need to change our behavior because right now we're headed down the same road as Texas, Florida, and Arizona. Take a look what's happening in Florida, in Texas, and Arizona. Um, you know, our curves are looking very similar to those curves. Um, you know, our population is less. We have 3.2 million in population. Those states have many more million, and so their absolute numbers are higher. But if you look at the shape of the curves, they're essentially the same. They're just shifted a little later. And so we are certainly in this upswing that many of these states are in the midst of right now. And so if we don't change our behaviors and change our practices, we're going to be right there with them. 
it's scary and it's annoying and this is lasting a long time and it is trying and it is taxing and it has completely destroyed all the joy that you and I had expected to uh, experience in the year 2020. It has disrupted uh, the school year for the graduating seniors of the class of 2020. It has disrupted maybe some vacations that we were going to take, some family reunions we were going to enjoy, and maybe some, some professional progression. You know, you haven't had too much face time with the boss lately. How are you going to get a raise or promotion if you can't maintain that? This is all a result of the coronavirus, and it is also taking lives. And it's looking like <clears throat> it's redoubling its efforts against us. But people like Dr. Dunn, they're optimistic. The governor has said he uh, wants to challenge us to wear our masks. And Boyd Matheson has a 55-day plan. It all revolves around social distancing and wearing our masks. All of this scary stuff, all these numbers, we're going to get through it if we just exercise a little common sense.